The February 6th earthquakes left a devastating toll on countless families. But while we can count the number of lives lost, those who were injured and how many buildings were destroyed, measuring the long-term mental health effects from the quake will be far more difficult. The trauma tens of thousands of survivors endured and the psychological impact left on the most vulnerable people, including young children, will be felt for years. To get a better understanding of the challenges many will be dealing with, joining me now from Ankara is Tarık Tunjay. He is a representative of the Turkish Association of Social Workers. Tarek, welcome to Straight Talk. It's good to have you on the program. It's been more than two weeks since Turkey's south was devastated by powerful earthquakes. And then another one struck Hatay province just on Monday night, uh, setting off panic across the region. How is it possible to combat the horrific effects of this devastation? And how are survivors coping with stress, trauma and mental health issues? Thank you for having me, Ayşe. It's a pleasure for me to be here and talk to you. First of all, I'm deeply sorry and we mourn for our losses. The, the people we lost, we cannot just talk about the numbers. We are talking about people, persons here. And the cities we almost lost and the sense of security and kind of relief we have lost so far. However, for a kind of for a kind of full recovery or let's say regaining process, which takes up to three years, considering the, the traumatic crisis literature in previous research, we need to continue to greet, accept what has happened and use our mutual support potential, which is quite active nowadays. We see the stories, heroic stories here. We see the wonderful, wonderful, also wonderful images. If you just look at the bright side of the medallion, we see not only central government efforts, but also local initiatives, yes. civil society organizations, and other, other volunteers are quite active in the earthquake region. One of the most important thing is to choose right coping strategies repertoire when we respond to that kind of disasters, Aisha. Well, the, the, the comfortable solution, the, the, the easier, solution is to just come across with our, you know, fear, panic, aggression, kind of denial, regression, even repression, mm -hmm. not accepting the situation, just trying to bury the memories of the event, and even acting, you know, quite primitive, using quite, quite primitive reactions. These are all emotion-focused coping strategies. It does not help us, no. Mm -hmm. And we should choose a better, more, more convenient way and use the problem-focused strategies and accept the reality yes. of the, this hazardous event. So yes. uh, um, how are children, elderly people and people with disabilities coping with the destruction? What should be done to comfort them moving forward? Yeah, of course. Yeah, people in vulnerable situations such as children, women, disabled elderly people, even families in poor social economic conditions are always first priority of so public social services in our country, everywhere in the world. And the first important thing that we have to consider is to make their voices uh, to be heard and more visible, of course, because that kind of, this, this requires, excuse me, kind of psychosocial needs assessed procedures conducted by our psychosocial intervention workforce, mm -hmm. which consists of social workers, psychologists, 
counselors and child development specialists considering considering these professions allied social care professions are in the earthquake region and they first prioritize these people in need actually so Tarek, how can, how well, hard yeah. can you if we could talk about it specifically how hard this has been on children mm -hmm. i mean do they have the cognitive capacity to understand and rationalize this devastation i mean how are they taking it Yes, children comes first. You're quite right. And children tend to mirror their caregivers' responses to crisis. And they use their emotional intelligence and skills to make sense of what has happened and what is happening around them. I was having a phone call yesterday, Aisha, with one of my colleagues living in Hatay region. He was also a, an earthquake survivor. And his daughter, who is a three-year-old girl, was keep telling them, calm down, daddy, calm down, mommy, everything is going to be all right. They have wonderful imaginary skills and they use metaphors to understand what has happened around them. Mm -hmm. One important thing that we have to uh, consider is that we shouldn't give them too much information. And we should be aware that and our emotional situation reactions will just mirror on their on on their on their sure. mental on their minds, of course. And one more important thing is that we should not give them abstract explanations such as this is God's plan, angels are coming, etc. No, they cannot conceptualize that kind of that kind of abstract knowledge. Yes. Just be there, be there and prepare to listen to them if they want to talk about it. And one more thing, Aisha, is to just use kind of play uh, and games as therapeutic and assessment tools to help our children. Yeah, so schools have reopened, we know, after winter break, and now thousands of children have to move to other regions of the country and different schools. I mean, how will they adapt to their new environment? And um, what should the teachers or will the teachers be looking out for when dealing with these traumatized children? Well, yeah, this is inevitably a traumatic crisis. We all know. However, uh, there is also... Uh, great potential for everyone, including our children in school system, is to recover from it by using their natural resources. This is a natural process which takes time. We should wait and see. And one of the three principles, uh, one of the principles of psychological first aid is to be there. This means monitor and listen. This means provide empathetic reactions uh, by listening to them actively and connect, connect with resources and opportunities. Yes, you are quite right. Adapting to a new social environment, Aisha, always takes time, even in everyday life. And this is an acute crisis situation. Schoolmates and teachers have a crucial roles in these in these in this process in these days. I know from my own children that some uh, disaster survivors joined their classes today in Ankara. Mm -hmm. And stigmatizing behaviors, we should really consider what is stigmatizing or not. Stigmatizing behaviors such as questioning a lot of questions to them, to their schoolmates, what has happened in previous weeks and months, how what they lived is is not convenient. No, just just be there, be there and ready to listen if they want to talk about yes. it. And secondly, secondly, please and and never 
play a kind of sensitive uh, acting roles to, towards them, just providing too much help, mm -hmm. sharing too much things with them also creates kind of stigmatizing behaviors. Just be there and act as normal as possible. And some of our children will be affected badly than the worse than others, of course. Yes. And this needs crisis interventions and psychiatric interventions also. So uh, a lot only, of a lot of responsibility uh, we're placing on uh, teachers, but do teachers also need support in overcoming these difficult times since children will look to them in the very first place? Sure, sure. Professionals working with the survivors of earthquake always needs kind of protection because there is also secondary traumatization we have observed working you know uh, with disaster on disaster workers not only teachers but also social workers uh, physicians nurses etc and we should always take care of ourselves to help people in a better way just take care of yourself first then help people in a more appropriate way, of course. All right, Tarek, unfortunately, we'll have to leave it here. Thank you very much for joining me on Straight Talk.